Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens and this is The Cities. Moline is looking to give its heart a shot of adrenaline. It could include more living space, more art space, more public space, and how about a zip line to the top of the old Kone Tower? Over the past several months, a group called the Urban Land Initiative has been test marketing ideas that could spark a new era of downtown development once the Interstate 74 bridge is gone. That report was just released, and now Renew Moline wants to see how much of what's on paper could become a reality. We talked with Renew Moline's president and chief executive officer, Alexandria Elias. Alex, it seemed like the three biggest um, recommendations involved things that we already knew, you know, improving housing, improving the arts, and having some kind of a gathering space, a, a, a big deal park in downtown Moline. Yes, those were some of the, the main organizing principles and what the authors of the report called the big ideas, kind of the big three ideas that came out of it. I think those all three start with uh, information and, and a condition that's already here in our downtown. Um, but it really starts to capitalize on those and take them further. Well, and the exclamation point, of course, is, is this talk about this big shooting geyser of water, uh, like, a, like a focal point fountain, and also the possibility of a zip line that could somehow be attached to the old Kone Tower, which is now owned by Heritage Church. I mean, that's like eye candy right now. Is that, is that, do you see that as more than eye candy? Is that a, something that could really be realized? Well, I think the spout in the river is certainly something that um, is a good idea in the sense that it's intended to attract people uh, by something that they would see on the bridge that they would say, oh, wow, that looks interesting. Let's go down and see what's there, which is the whole point behind it. So whether it's a fountain or something else, um, you know, I think the zip line is a little bit more of a stretch of the imagination. But, you know, again, this was intended to foster um, inspirational and aspirational thinking. And, and I think one of the main uh, tenets of all of this is that we have this wonderful asset of, that is our river and getting people down there and creating exciting activities that people will drive from Peoria and Chicago to see is really what we're trying to do. So whether it's a zip line or a fountain in the, in the river or something else, you know, we have a long way to go in refining some of these ideas. And working with the council and the mayor to determine what direction they want to go and what kind of, um, you know, investments the community is, is willing to look at for these areas. Well, let's, let's be honest, because the city and Renew Moline has always been looking at downtown as a way of, and, and Chamber of Commerce as well, of course, as, as a way of a sp- a spurring economic development. You have that extra 12 acres of land that's just pristine once the bridge is gone, the old bridge is gone. What did this report actually tell you that you didn't necessarily already know? 
Um, I think one of the things that came out of it for me, well, probably two things. One, the observation that they had about the, the fact that we have a very dynamic and beautiful Fifth Avenue, which has restaurants and a little bit of retail on it. And then we have River Drive, which also has restaurants and activities that people are already at. And so one of the observations that they had that I found very useful was that we need to connect those two corridors that we already have. So one of the things that they said to us was, don't reinvent the wheel. You have some really good phones and you should work to connect those activity centers that you already have. So doing that through residential, I thought was a really good observation for us. And then the other thing is, I think, you know, we take the river for granted. And I know we've had this conversation sort of quad cities wide when, uh, you know, Dave Harrell and Visit Quad Cities did the uh, rest, worked with residents to do the, the tourism master plan. You know, we, we talked a lot about how Quad Citizens take the river for granted. And so I think having people come and say, listen, there are 200 acres of, of riverfront and waterfront that is at Moline's front door that you should do something with, you know, is a compelling statement coming from experts who have done this all over the country. So those were probably the two things that I really found to sort of direct our thinking as a community, really. The thing about it is that people who know Moline would say, okay, you do have River Drive, you have Fifth Avenue, but you got to remember between those two, you have a rail line and a very busy one-way. Um, getting from one to the other is, can be dangerous at times and, and inconvenient almost all the time. Yes, and then the other uh, challenge that we have is that, you know, while downtown Davenport and downtown Rock Island, their historic districts and their little commercial node is much closer to the river, in part because, you know, downtown Moline was manufacturing for a very long time. And so our perceived distance from River Drive to the river, in some cases, is bigger than it would be, say, in downtown Davenport or downtown Rock Island. So I think the other element that I've thought about a lot, actually, since coming here three years ago, is that we need some vertical elements that signal to people visually when they're on River Drive that the river is very close. So I'm sitting here talking to you at River Drive and 15th Street, and you know I can sort of peer over the parking lot toward the Radisson and know that the river's there, but I can't see it just because of the topography here. And I think if we had some vertical elements, you know, with a nautical theme perhaps, or some kind of unifying visual feature that told people the river's there, I think those are the sorts of other um, ideas that we really want to start to implement. And those are small things that can be done, um, you know, in a fairly straightforward manner. Well, you do know that uh, the old Interstate 74 bridge and, and the off ramps and all that really did slice downtown into two different areas um, way back in the 1950s. Are you trying to sew that up now? I mean, is there a way to try to tie it in with, let's say, Ben Butterworth or even Western Illinois University, everything that's really east of even the new Interstate 74? Yes, and one of the things that you notice if you walk down there right now, you can walk under the old bridge and what you notice is that it's largely on piers. And so from the ground level, it's pretty transparent. And the new bridge is different in that in a couple of key locations, it's not on piers anymore, it's on fill. So it's on you know land with a road on top. So they've built up those areas. Um, and so it, it is probably more of a physical impact, um, particularly since now Fifth Avenue doesn't go through and underneath the bridge anymore, it ends. Um, and so one of our key lines of thinking, if you will, is how to make sure that that east side does not feel cut off from downtown. So we have a couple of areas that could um, host new development. 
um, perhaps a park. And I think the, you know, the mayor and council, as they start to refine some of these ideas, one of the themes that we'll be talking with them about is to try and make sure that that east side still feels connected to downtown. The other thing is that reports come and go. And a lot of times, you know, it's a big binder that collects dust on somebody's uh, shelf. And you know that so well. What are you going to do to prevent that from happening this time? And let's be honest, I mean, the new bridge should be fully functional by next year. The old bridge will become tumbling down sometime in the next 18 months. Your work can start almost, you know, in terms of economic development right now. Yes, and, um, you know, I've often thought, I remember people sort of grumbling pre-pandemic about how slow the bridge was going. And uh, I think there's nothing like a pandemic to make it look like the bridge is going <laughs> at warp speed and certainly has made progress when a lot of other of us weren't, didn't feel like we were being able to make progress. So um, I think the city's uh, adding staff will be helpful. Um, Bob Vitas, the new city administrator, has been on for just two months, and I've had a number of occasions to, um, I have regular meetings with him, and we've talked a lot about this area. So I'm, we're excited to work with the city as they build a complete team. And one of the things you will notice if you look at the report from the Urban Land Institute is that they really had a focus at the end on project management. And I think having spent 25 years in city planning, I think the answer to your question is how to make sure that the, the, the study or the, the report doesn't sit on a shelf is to really have a strong culture of project management in place by city staff regularly bringing uh, progress reports, um, policy, you know, requesting policy direction from the mayor and council and really, you know, starting to chip away at this because it's not rocket science, but it does take a lot of partners. It takes resources and it takes a team that is committed every day to making real progress. And I think that I was surprised actually to see that in the, um, in the ULI report, but I thought it was very insightful because these are development professionals. These are, pe these are people that have done things that are exciting and big in other cities. And while they were encouraging us to think big, they were also recognizing that we need to make sure we have the tools in place to implement our plan. Absolutely. And so now that you have the report and now that you have people that are actually, you know, involved in the uh, creation of what will be downtown Moline, where do you go forward? Where do you go from this point forward? One of the key things I have heard from the mayor and council and new administrator Vitas is that they are interested in the community's feedback on these ideas specifically. And so I, right now we are um, working to figure out what's the best format to get public opinion and community input on this. I was very grateful to the newspaper for putting in a very good summary, including a lot of very specific details about um, the report into the newspaper. And so in that manner, we reached a lot of people. And so I'm hoping we can come up with a a variety of different ways that people can give their input and that the mayor and council can take that input and then really see what direction they want to go. So those are the next steps. So even if there's not a zip line in 15 years, what do you want to see in downtown? I would like to see more residential. I would like to see some key uh, areas that, um, you know, that connect us to the river. Um, one of the more ambitious ideas that I found in the report was that concept of a mill basin where in, if we can't get River Drive to the Mississippi, we're going to take the Mississippi and bring it to River Drive. And so they propose, ULI report proposes this mill basin that would basically be an inlet and it could be either an inlet of the river, um, but it would have kiosks and activity centers behind it. But I think 
if we could have more residential in 15 years and a couple of more ways to directly engage with the um, with the river via an arts district at the Spiegel building or whatever else happens in that area. I think those are the kinds of things that would really round out what is already a very nice downtown. Renew Moline's president and chief executive officer, Alexandria Elias. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.